Melo was signed to the Portland Trailblazers earlier this season. Melo signs, we create a hat, nobody's, take the O out, nobody's put the Trailblazers retro logo in there. Melo ends up wearing it. He posts a picture and I'm like, damn, I know people want the hat now. I put it up on the website, the shit starts kicking ass. It's flying. We were able to re react to that moment. You know what I mean? If we would have missed that moment, that was thousands and thousands of dollars of sales. <laughs> What's up? It's your boy, DJ Omowski. I'm chilling here with Waleezy and Tony Mass. We have a very special guest. He's a lifestyle entrepreneur. You know his brand, Famous Nobodies. It's Christian Vasquez. What's up, Christian? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Thank you man, for coming great, on, man. virtually. Yeah. There's a bunch of things we wanted to talk to you about. Obviously, your brand, Famous Nobodies. I know you do and have been involved in so many other projects. Uh, I think you were also involved in the NBA All-Star Game and some things with the NBA. So we'll talk about that as well. But first, I just kind of wanted to uh, talk about your start and what got you involved with you know branding and fashion and clothing just to use like the UFC for example some people come with like a wrestling background some people come with like a karate background did you come with like an artistic background first or did you come with more the lifestyle background the cultural background and then how did you get your start um I would like to say I'm more of just like the ultimate hustler really so anytime I've seen an opportunity or a window of something that I could jump in and capitalize on like I've never been afraid to take that step or take that jump you know what I mean? So I don't have any training background and anything. And mm -hmm. honestly, everything I do, it's not necessarily anything I would say you can go to school for, or it's more experience and just learning and being on the job and on the go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But with things I've done, like I, I, I'm 1000% positive. You put me in a, for an interview, if I was ever going for something like that with somebody that got a shitload of degrees compared to my experience, I probably would still get the job over them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, um, it's just like it, 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 it. I say culturally, just because I've always been tapped into the culture. Mm -hmm. If I had to say something, um, and then just maximizing the opportunities and relationships, like I can never downplay how important relationships have been to my whole career, my whole life period, and as ongoing as well. You know what I mean? Like without building great relationships and having good people in my corner, none of this shit would be going on. Yeah. Just um, as like a, as a business perspective, I mean, you can't downplay the importance of networking like that's kind of number one to yeah. to continue the growth i mean i always say like i credit my sister so i'm not sure if you guys know lala and my sister so i credit my sister with the philosophy because my sister was on mtv when i was in fucking high school you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. So, she was on i remember that TRL, yeah, yeah we know that yeah exactly so like my sister would always and i would go there a lot and stay with her i ended up living with her for a while up there and like she treated everybody like they was the ceo whether he was the fucking doorman, the janitor, she treated everybody. And to this day, she's like that. You know what I mean? And that's why her career has always flourished because, you know, those same people you see that might be a, a showrunner or an intern today, they're going to be the boss one day or they're going to be somebody that you're going to need or vice versa. And all of that comes into play in the future. Like the way you treat people, being a man of your word means everything. Tell them when you tell somebody you're going to do something, just do it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times people just bullshit around and all that comes back to you later on. Like, and people, like I said, people get a little moment and kind of get the big head of, oh, no, nah, I ain't got to do this shit or, and try to start shitting on people. But like I said, all that comes right back around to you. 
Yeah. And a lot of people, I know you said your sister was successful in her career path and you do have those connections, but ultimately, you know, there are a lot of people who have or are surrounded with so many connections who don't utilize them well or don't, you know, develop them in a way that, you know, is mutually beneficial. If you're, you know, always asking people for something like, and it's one-sided, you know, like those kind of bridges kind of burn down, but you've been able to develop mutually beneficial brand for yourself and, and you're really putting people on and people have had that willingness to help you because you are a good person. Like you said, you've uh, utilized those interpersonal skills. Um, there's certain things like when you said that, you know, you walk into the room and you know, a hundred times out of hundred, you'd get that job during that interview. Are those things that you think you can't teach or could we break down those skills to something like that you'd be able to teach to someone who wanted to know? I, I would say yes and no, because a lot of what I do and stuff that I leverage when it comes to that is, it's, it's, it's relationships and personality. You know what I mean? It, it's once somebody is, is grown and adult, it's kind of hard to teach them how to treat somebody. Right. It's kind of hard to teach them how to talk to somebody. You know what I mean? And like for me, life experience has played a big role in the way I approach things and the way I'm able to interact with people and this and that, because I've done like, man, I've done anything imaginable in life. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been from corporate America to working with billionaires to being in the hood and living in a crack house before. Like I've done anything imaginable. So you can put me in a room with the rowdiest of the rowdy and we chill and we have a great conversation and I relate to them. They relate to me. It's understandable. You can put me in a room with the biggest suits in the world and it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to, I'm going to walk out there and be like, Oh man, I love that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to know how to navigate different rooms and different spaces. And that's something I feel like comes more so with experience than with somebody actually telling you and teaching you what to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's just interaction. And like, you, you know what I mean? You have to be a people person to know what busted buttons work for certain people. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that comes from learning on your feet and being quick to respond. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then just one other question to build off that, because then I want to get back into your journey and how you got started and the rise of famous nobodies. But if you were to hire someone to work for your company, do you think that are you, would you rather look for someone who has, you know, like a master's degree in graphic design? Or are you looking for someone with that experience or do you value both at the same time? Um, honestly, I would want someone younger than me, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as famous nobody's goes, it depends on the position, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like if I was looking for like a, a, a money person or an accountant or CFO, hell yeah, I want the master's person. You know what I mean? But yeah. if it comes to creatives and stuff like that, and that's the type of space I don't think it necessarily matters. And I don't even really think when it comes to that space, the experience matters that much either because stuff like that is a gift and a talent. You know what I mean? And it's, it, I feel like it's the same thing with music. Like, it's people that's out there that's amazing artists that just, they just haven't been heard yet. You know what I mean? I think it's the same thing with designers and creatives. It's people who are amazing, but they just haven't been discovered yet or haven't been given that platform yet. So um, Famous Nobodies, it's really more than a, just a clothing line. It's a, it's a real brand. And it's, I want to talk about, you know, as we were starting up, we, you know, we're a year in into this podcast and we're starting our own brand. We're kind of wanted to pick your brain in terms of, sure. you know, you really have to have a focus and like a, almost like a mission statement in terms of what your brand does for, for the community and what it represents. But could you explain a little bit of what Famous Nobodies means? Well, I will say the name is somewhat twofold, okay? So Famous Nobodies, one is right now this day and age. Um, another thing I do on the side is I work with a lot of social media influencers. So I handle influencer a program for this huge uh, billion dollar company. I handle all the influencer programs. So I've been doing that for maybe eight years now, seven, eight years now. So before the even brand came to culmination, I was already doing that. 
So the concept of famous nobody is always in my mind because right now you can get on Instagram any day of the week and you're going to run into somebody's page that has a million followers, 500,000 followers. And you're like, yo, who the fuck is this? Like you have no clue who they are, what they do, but in their world, they're popping, they're famous, they're a celebrity. You know what I mean? That's to me a famous nobody. And then on the other aspect, you have all this craziness that's been going on in our country with all the police violence and just the crazy racial tensions and this and that. And you have someone like a, a Floyd and whatnot, where he had some trouble happen to him and he was a quote unquote a nobody, but he became a polarizing figure who's now changed the world. Mm. So that's famous nobodies, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Nice. So one of our main slogans is we the people are all nobodies because it kind of encompasses all of that. So uh, yeah, like any given time, you could be kind of, you're representing um, either community or just your family or as a person. So yeah, yeah. you kind of have to. And we wanted it to be too, like, um, we wanted it to be empowering for everybody. Like yeah. we don't want it to, it's almost like the, the anti-celebrity. You know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. we're all, you're all, we're all famous and we're all nobody and we're all somebody. Yeah. Kind of, it's all... Exactly. And then on the other aspect, celebrities love it because for them it's relatable to the world. It's like, man, come on, I'm famous, but take it easy. Like I'm not fucking your role model. I'm not like a god yep. to you. I'm still a person. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of works both ways. Yeah, that makes sense. And are you originally from New York City? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Brooklyn. Okay. okay. Yeah, because uh, one of our mutual friends, Joe, and I stopped by your storefront in the Bronx or Brooklyn? In the Bronx. In the Bronx, Bronx, right? Yeah, in the Bronx. And, you know, it's it's a really cool store. It's you know, obviously some of your best work. You can obviously pick it up. And I wanted to know in terms of your thought process, when you're creating a clothing line or just simply like a shirt, are you taking influences from the culture or the things around you and reflecting it on that shirt? Or are you really putting and working with a team to develop your own ideas and let that reflect the culture? So how much of it is that percentage? Uh, I, I would say it's like 50-50. It depends on what's going on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when it comes to clothes and fashion, I draw inspiration everywhere. everywhere. You know what I mean? Like I see other designs of stuff or I'm out, I might see a street sign or see a sign on a, the storefront of a whatever the fuck it is. And that's inspiring to me. I'll take a picture and I, I have a whole huge folder, completely random stuff that might not seem like it'll work, but you can put it together with other stuff and design. And then I have my partner, Gary's a designer. We have another guy named Kilo we work with a lot. So we'll sit together collectively and talk about ideas of, we want to go with this type of theme. Like one of our last collections that we put out was called Americana, Fame and Flames. So that was very like edgy, hard, Harley Davidson, American themed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we pulled a lot of inspiration from Harley pieces, from rock and roll stuff, and just like that edgy metal of that kind of culture of that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it just depends on, what we're working on at that time. Yeah. So I was reading up, I mean, and what one of the articles I was reading just about your brand was unlike other brands that kind of have like seasonal collections, you kind of just go out, you know, based on the times and at any moment stuff's ready to drop. Yeah. So what, what uh, kind of pushed you towards that kind of method, you know, kind of being against the grain and, and doing it? Yeah, I, doing I, I think like because that. everything's changing. You know what I mean? Everything, e-commerce, everything where people physically spend a dollar is changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the old way of going about things, it doesn't really work anymore because exactly what we're doing now, we're in four different places and we're together talking. Everything is, you know what I'm saying? So you have to be able to react to that. Like traditionally, it would be people drop one drop every season four times. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, how could you do that? You know what I mean? It's, it's stuff changed. Like think about right now, like we were just talking about the police protests and all that. If you look up, damn near every brand has a new shirt or a new piece that's reflective to what's going on in the time. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to be responsive. And a lot of times that's hard too, because you have to have things in place. You have to have your team in place who, who, who does your production. You know, one benefit we have is, like I was saying earlier, we have the embroidery machine. So just for an example, 
Melo was signed to the Portland Trailblazers earlier this season, right? Mm-hmm. So Melo signs, we create a hat, nobody's, take the O out, nobody's put the, Blaz- the Trailblazers retro logo in there, mm-hmm. right? So we make it for ourselves and for Melo because we're going to the first game, so we like, shit, we're going to show up looking crazy. We're going to give it to Melo, da-da-da-da. So we, we go to New Orleans, go to the game. Uh, me and my partner, Gary, my other buddy, Glenn, we got the hats on. Uh, we give Melo a hat and a hoodie just for him, whatever, whatever. So Melo ends up wearing it maybe like two, three weeks later on, while they're flying, traveling. And uh, he posts a picture, right? So matter of fact, it was Christmas. It was, it was, it was not Christmas Eve. It was New Year's Eve. So I'm sitting in the house. I'm like, hmm. He posts a picture, and I'm like, damn, I know people want the hat now. And I, I start looking yeah. at the comments. Oh, man, where can I get that hat? I love that hat. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I take my hat. I go in my closet, put it on a box, put it against a white wall, take a crispy-ass picture of it, send it to one of my guys. Yo, whiten out the background, make the hat look like it's floating for me. Boom. I put it up on the website, promote it. The shit starts kicking ass. It's flying. Yeah. I don't even have the hat done at the time we do it but the benefit is i got the machine at my store mm. you know what i'm saying so i call my guy i'm like yo listen uh i need you to go in tomorrow early just start running these hats just run hats for the next couple of days just run these hats so he goes and he's running the hats and we're just shipping them out and i mean nobody knows we're gonna have the hats they still shipped out fast they still got the people on time but we were able to re- react to that moment you know what i mean if we would have missed that moment that was thousands and thousands of dollars of sales you know yeah. what i'm saying so Stuff like that is dope when you could when you could move fast. You know what I mean? You could pivot. That's why I like a lot of stuff is different. It's like if you drop it one time every season, you're gonna be losing. And mm-hmm. I mean, you could look at somebody like um, like Virgil and Off White. Anytime you go into like the big department stores and the stores that carry Virgil, or whatever, he always has something new. Like he's always the, they they say it's first to floor. He's always like first to floor. So he always beats all the other brands having new shit out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when people are going to the stores, they might see the same Chevy brand, but they're always gonna see something new Off White. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mentally it's like, oh shit, this is brand new. I gotta get it. You know what I mean? You gotta get it. Yeah. 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 You gotta be able to react with the times and like that that old world of thinking, it doesn't work damn near in any business anymore. Yeah. Speaking of the of the mellow thing too, I was reading something where uh, you you guys created a hat for him and it was like half Yankees, half Mets. And uh and he and he wore it and they took a picture and it like just blew the fuck up. Like everyone was like, I need this hat, I need this hat. And um I was reading it was saying like anytime you guys because I know you guys do like a like a you guys do drops, you guys don't have it like you know on hand all year. And anytime you drop that hat, it like sells out a second. So just the power of marketing of someone like Mello, who's a legend in his own right, rocking it. All it takes is one person to kind of, you know, take off, which is crazy. Yeah. So my partner, Gary, he has a hat line for 22. So what we do is any famous nobody's hat we produce is through 22. You know what I'm saying? So it's a 22 hat. The body, the, the brand is 22. So the Yankee Mets logo is a 22 hat. So what actually happened was Mello wore it and went to the Yankees versus Mets game, actually, in New York. He went to the Yankees versus Mets game. And it was all over Sports Center. the cover of the New York Post. And people were killing them. Like, the comments, the writers were like, ah, oh, pick a side. But customer-wise, they, they love it. They eat it up. Like, Gary still kills with the Yankee Mets. I got a million versions of it now. And he still is flying off the shelf. Like you said, he drops it. It's sold out in a couple of minutes. Is it, you know, one of those things where, like you did say, there was some comments, you know, because you have the diehard Mets and the diehard Yankee fan, they're like saying, pick a side. Is that really a thing where, you know, not any press is good press, but, you know, that polarizing type of clothing line really does like pull in like a, a passionate group of fan yeah. base? So I feel like this, like I'm confident in everything we produce, whether it's Famous Nobodies, whether it's 22, like I'm very confident in everything we produce and put out. So the same thing like we were talking about earlier about creatives and this and that, like 
they just haven't been found yet. I feel like we're one of those brands who we're doing pretty well, but we still haven't been found by the masses yet. Mm. So anything that brings eyes to us, I'm happy about because I know once they see what we got, they know we got some dope shit. They're going to see something amazing. They're going to see something that they like. You know what I mean? So anything that brings us eyes, I'm all for because I feel like we have the product. We have the, 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 the infrastructure to back it. Yeah. And your brand, I mean, you know, you're saying it takes it to the next level, but you really, your brand really is one of the heavy hitters, especially in the New York market for sure. Like everyone recognizes your brand. Was there a moment in particular or maybe a couple moments where you're like, yo, famous nobodies is really like out there? It's kind of hard to say because we've had Mello in our corner from the beginning. Yeah. So even when we wasn't shit, Mello was wearing it on TV and you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So yeah, that was cool. I think like, like, even to this day, like, if I'm out and about and I see somebody with a famous nobody's piece on, oh, man, I get the biggest thrill in the world to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get, we get orders and I'm looking at orders and it's, it's Tokyo, it's Australia, it's all over the place. It's Canada, it's all kind of different countries and all over Europe. And I'm like, damn, yo, they really wearing our stuff all the way over there? Like, it's like, that's crazy. That's a hell of a feeling. I don't care how much you sell, like, you still see that and it's like, damn, that's fucking dope, yo. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Like I was telling my kids the other day, it was like when when well, you know when, when when orders are fulfilled, they automatically get the email with the tracking, this and that. I'm like, man, think about when you order stuff and you get that email and the tracking, it's like, oh my stuff's on the way. You you get a little kick, you're excited, you're like, oh, oh shit, let me track this, let me see where it's at. Like I'm like, man, there's people at home looking at our shit and thinking like that. Like they get an email like, oh shit, man, it's coming, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Watch <laughs> it, watch it, watch it. Oh, I don't want to miss the guy. UPS is coming tomorrow, you know what I mean? Like I get a thrill out just thinking of that thought of how people are sitting at home getting those emails and like, oh, my shit's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to just quickly mention the, you know, the Carmel relationship. I know he's literally family and you guys have had an you know, amazing relationship. Not even just the brand, but in terms of being, you know, a motivating force and, and inspiring. How has that relationship been in terms of just in your life? Oh, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's great because I've done a lot of things, entrepreneurial and aiming wise this and that no matter whatever anything i've ever done or tried this and that he's always backed me 100 mm. percent. any any resources i needed he put me in touch with him put me in position you know what i mean when it comes to the brand i mean we bounce things off each other all the time i talked about ideas i got same thing so it's like it, it having somebody of that caliber in your corner i mean i i couldn't downplay it at all like it, it helps extremely you know what i mean and like you said even with like the new york fans like his fan base is crazy mm. so like I said, the Trailblazers had to sell every day still. You know what I mean? Every day, them stay sell. We just did for his birthday, released a Mellow Day shirt. So we took his rookie picture, had it hand-drawn, and put that out. And you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to talk about also the, the All-Star collab because uh, I think I was actually in your storefront with Joe around that time, maybe like a couple months after, and yeah. you know, seeing a lot of pictures. I think you had the jacket hanging up. I don't know if it was like enclosed or something like that, but – it was, it's a really cool piece. Can you talk about that collaboration? Yeah, so, um, okay. So um, we collabed with Starter and did their All-Star jackets, one, um, one All-Star. So uh, it was actually New Orleans, I believe. Yeah, New Orleans. So we did three jackets. We did a red jacket for the West, a gray jacket for the East, and then just a black and gold jacket that was just New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? So we went, Gary and I went down there. We probably had maybe like 100 jackets with us, but... Every Jimmy Jazz in New Orleans were carrying the jackets. We were carrying them online. Starter was carrying them online. And then um, we just hit the streets crazy. Like, like, we were down there like fucking savages, yo. Like, any celeb I knew, 
any celeb he knew, anybody who we knew, who knew, who knew somebody, who knew somebody, we was on their ass. And we was pulling up the hotels, dropping off jackets, pulling up the people in the streets, dropping off jackets, any, any celeb, anybody popping. And we ended up getting like a couple hundred million impressions that weekend. Um, we got one to Khaled. Khaled ended up wearing it. He hosted the, uh, like the celebrity game on TNT. He wore it for that. Uh, he wore it for another event he did with them. Uh, Mello wore it. Mello got off the plane wearing it, wore it to all the all-star practices. So every picture of Mello was the jacket. Um, Chris Rock, Iverson. Like, it was it was crazy, bro. Like, everybody, every French Montana, like, everywhere. And then, and then it was so crazy because we'd be so – it was three jackets, you know what I'm saying? So it's me and Gary. So every day we would alternate what jackets we would wear. So I might have the black, he'd have on the gray. The next day I'd have the red, he'd have on this. And we'd just be walking down the street and people would literally be buying them off our back. you want it boom go back to the room i'm talking about we was really out there just running crazy and then i'll tell you what was a cool moment right there we're we're in front of our hotel and it's the same thing like we're like i'm telling you like we're out there like running like madmen bags of jackets going to see people dropping stuff off at hotels player suites gifting spots everywhere you know what i'm saying and we outside the hotel, and I hear somebody calling my name. Like, Yo, Christian, 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 Christian. And I turn around, and an SUV window's like halfway down. And it's Lenny S. So Lenny S. is calling me. I come to the window. As I'm walking to him, the back window rolls down. It's Khaled, and he jumps out the car with the jacket on. <laughs> and he's like, like, I love this jacket, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. You know, it was just random. Like, we stand on the corner. Yeah. He's like, what is going on? Then they, then they jump out like, oh, I love this. <laughs> like, oh, shit. That's wild. Like, that was about it being, like, cool seeing people wearing famous nobody stuff, like, in the streets randomly. But, like, that weekend, seeing that kind of caliber people, uh, that yeah, many, to that extent, like, how could that actually – how can you equate what that feels like? You put that in words. I, I, I don't know, man. It was, it was nuts. And even, like, we knew it was big, but we didn't realize how big it was until after. You know what I mean? Because it was a um, it was a PR agency that was working with uh, with Star. Actually, my girl Teresa was doing. It. Shout out to Teresa, um, and she put together like a, a document at the end and showed all the impressions, all the people who wore. It. And then I was just like, wow. You know what I mean? Because you know, at the time we in the moment, we're fucking kicking ass, running up and down the street, jumping yeah. in Ubers and cabs. And I'm actually one of my homeboys in New Orleans, a cab driver. So I had him like my fucking like he was like our personal driver. <laughs> cab minivan outside like yo we coming right now boom pull up boom when we running so it's like at the moment we're just scrambling and we're moving so fast it's not like it took a second to really like oh wow that's dope you know what i mean like the callous shit was a moment like damn wow you know what i mean but the rest of the time it was everything was a hustle it was like we dropping the jacket off it's like yo okay where we going okay we gotta go see this guy okay let's try to see we're mellowing him okay yeah practice well let's take stuff to the practice well, you know what i mean like it was yeah. but when it was over it was like damn yo, that was crazy you know what i'm saying yeah, you guys were just super laser focused where you didn't, yeah. you had tunnel vision. Everything else was like something you had to just digest later. But um, I wanted to talk about, I know you're from New York City. This is a big topic. We always talk about uh, pizza and what your favorite yep. pizza spot is. Well, my favorite pizza spot used to be Nobody's Pizza. Because mm. we actually had a pizza shop for about a year that was two doors down from our, uh, our retail location. Okay. I would definitely say that was my favorite pizza. <laughs> yeah. Any any chance of that making a comeback or? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we figured it out. Okay. Oh. We, we're, gonna, we're trying to actually move down to the city, so we're we're putting those plans together. But we're working on it definitely. Once that's open, though, we have to check that out. Yeah, come do the podcast from over there. For sure. That, that'd be sick. Or we'll come do it from the store one time. That'd be cool too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. 
we uh we're obviously we're from long island so we obviously have long island ties have you ever been out here yeah yeah my cousins live out there my cousins live in uh hewlett oh nice okay so have you ever been to like the hamptons i was just curious if you had like a spot out here that was your go-to i've been to the hamptons once years ago with mellow years years ago i don't even remember where we was at yeah um down there i don't even know if this is considered long island but i've been to that nautical mile that's dope oh yeah that's that's long that's freeport yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of my cousins lives. They all grew up in Hewlett. Yeah, Hewlett's close to Freeport. Yeah. Yeah, they all grew up in Hewlett, and then one of them lives like a block over from the nautical mile. Got you. Yeah, that yeah. place is awesome. They have a uh, the one thing though they have. I don't know if this was the case back then or you know a couple of years ago, but as of recently, they uh, have like a sound ordinance. So now at like midnight, they have to shut all the music down. So it's like a silent disco. You have to put headphones. Oh, on. Yeah. I went when I went actually. It, the place we was at was silent disco, but I thought it was just that place. I don't know if it was going on at that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but the silent disco shit, I couldn't do it all the time, but it's fun occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think fun. I did it twice. I did it. We, we did like a family cruise one time and we did it on there. And then um, that time at the nautical mile and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of your musical influences? And when growing up, what were your, some of your favorite artists? Uh, growing up, my favorites was Nas and Wu-Tang, really. Nas by far, I would say. You got you had a, you posted a picture. I don't know on your Instagram though, chilling with Nas. Yeah, yeah. That was the I love Nas, from from Elmatic all the way through. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. My Nas. Favorite. I would say Nas, Wu Tang, DMX, all that, like real like gritty the New, New York, York pop. New like. York rap. Yep. Yeah. What you say? Yeah. What's your take on New York rappers now? Uh, I don't know. I still listen to like the old. So I listen to the new stuff, but it's stuff I like to hear when I'm in a club. It's not shit that I'm like riding around to. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not too much new stuff that I would just that I'm just riding around beating to. You know what I mean? Gotcha. One of the questions that we ask all of our guests is the you know the question of legacy. You know, yeah. the, so the the Christian Vasquez legacy in terms of like you know at years down the road, decades down the road, when they're describing Christian Vasquez, what are some of the things that you'd hope people would say about you to or words or attributes they'd use to describe you? Um, I would say genuine, stand up, a man of his word. You know what I mean? Like, if I could get that, I feel like I'd be successful. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's, that's everything to me. Like, if, if you do what you say you're going to do, you're genuine, you're passionate about what you're doing, you're going to be successful. Yeah. This kid, I mean, everybody can read through your bullshit, whether you believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you got to be true to who you are and true to what you believe in. 100%. When people want to buy into you as a person or just want to relate to you as a person, they want to know that you're, you're being yourself and it's just easy to connect yeah. with that type of person for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be like one of your dream collabs, either like an artist or a brand? Wow. You want to work with Virgil? Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. Definitely. That's a, that's a given. Um, I think like Pharrell would be crazy to me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like Pharrell would be, would be crazy to me. Um, of course, like Jordan and Nike, a clothing collab with Pharrell would be crazy. Yeah. I feel like Pharrell always has that, like, that style that just stands out. And it's not even, like, too much. It's just, like, everything everything he puts out. I think he put out shoes, like, two in, like, 2016. It looked like mm. those netted shoes. I, yeah. I had, like, four different pairs. And they were the only yeah. difference was, like, the color tab. And I mean, with Pharrell, I think because he's such a, like, like a, like a, a low-key um individual he doesn't get the credit that he really deserves whether it's music or fashion because even in the fashion game like he's done tremendous tremendous things like yeah like big shit you know what i mean like and 
I don't think he gets given the respect that he really deserves when it comes to that space. I know we're running out of time here, but I wanted to ask, you know, with everything going on socially with the police brutality and, you know, and social injustice, as we move forward towards progress and, you know, everyone is fighting towards that. Waleed and I were just at a, a protest uh, last week and just being a part of that is just like, there is the most wholesome, uh, inspiring, powerful feeling to be with a group of people who are, are leading change. You know, are you hopeful that uh, the progress being made and the work that's being put in right now is going to lead to um, oh, some yeah. change? I, I think it definitely is because a big difference is this is worldwide right now. Mm. A lot yep. of other things have happened. It's been protests and riots and this and that, but it's been centralized to whatever location the incident happened at. You know what I'm saying? We've never seen, or I haven't at least, I've never seen something that's happened and it was, it's been protests in every single country. I mean, every single state in the U.S., you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plus tons of countries overseas. Like, me personally, I've never seen nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's, it, it's forcing the hand of change because it, it's almost like it, it's put our country and our issues under a microscope on a worldwide level, on a worldwide scale for people. And it's mind-blowing to people to see the shit that goes on. You know what I mean? So, I definitely think things are going to change somewhat. I don't know if it's going to be enough, mm-hmm. but I do think things are going to change. And I, I, I think too, like the differences with this age, and like I said, the same thing, like with social media and technology, like it's so accessible. Everybody has a platform. Like it's more voices that are being heard now than it's been previously. Honestly, it's good. The more voices that are being heard, I mean, the more you actually get to the central human being. I mean, there's so many people yeah. out there that have, for so long have not been heard. So social yeah, media has yeah. been great in that aspect and uh, also people can learn a lot on what they can do to help change so it's yeah, definitely, definitely. Like social media has helped perpetuating and propel this into uh, a good change mm-hmm. people who aren't following you right now and want to what are what are your social media handles oh uh, well first at famous nobodies mm-hmm. nobodies is spelled n-o-b-o-d-y-s um that's the website as well famousnobodies.com my Instagram is who is Christian Vasquez. What are some of the things that you are looking forward to in terms of the brand or just personally any projects that are going on? Or I would say when we first started out the brand, everything we were doing was really logo driven. So we wanted to beat the logo on your head. You know, yeah. we wanted to get recognizable to yep. where you were scared to know what it is. Now we started to venture off into more of like stylistic fashion pieces. So that's exciting to me because it's more fun. We're creating, we're coming with new stuff. Um, we're creating a program right now. We're going to be dropping new stuff like almost every two weeks. Mm. So it's just, it, it's a fun time for us because we're getting to be really creative and we got tons of shit coming out. So I would definitely say follow the Instagram, follow me, this and that, see everything we got coming. Christian, thank you so much for hanging out with us virtually. Hopefully in the future, next couple of weeks, months, we can hang out yeah. at your storefront and then uh, maybe do an episode, do a full tour. All right, sounds good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, right. Thanks for having on. We appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much, bro. It's right, a warm-up podcast. Yeah. Peace. Peace.